are live. Welcome to the to the to the show to the podcast. Um, here we go. Uh, my name is Dylan Krasinski, uh, coming to you live right now from my childhood bedroom, which uh, I've now occupied since moving out of Astoria, uh, New York City, for the month. Uh, before hopefully uh, in my mind of what I'm telling everybody and myself that I'm moving back to the city um, at the end of this month. But who knows? Who knows if that'll be the case? Hopefully uh, I will. But until then, um, I'm living at my parents' house in my bedroom uh, and it feels like I'm in high school again. So that is good. Um, that's nice. I've joined the gym that is... Uh, around the corner from my house. Um, I'm really living like a person who uh, peaked in high school. That's, you know, the person that I never thought I'd be. I've now really fully become that. If 2020, if you didn't think it could get worse, it did. It did in the form of um, me going to the neighborhood bar, which is Applebee's, ordering boneless chicken wings and talking about how if I just worked harder in high school, I could have went pro in football or basketball or really anything that, you know, our school had to offer. But anyway, feeling like I'm in a real good mood tonight. Thanks for joining me. Um, few things I want to talk about. Number one. So I did go to the, I went, I said, I joined the gym. I went to the gym today. Uh, I've gone every day this week, actually. Not bragging, but I am. I've gone every day this week. And what I noticed today, this is something that I saw on my way out of the gym. So I go into the gym. It's in uh, LA Fitness that's around the block from my house. Um, I did the two-week free trial. They convinced me to join. Okay, so I'm in. It's a very nice facility. There's a lot of kids who are in high school there. Uh, something that I've noticed, uh, a lot of kids who just uh, will come, um, like 18, 19, 20-year-old guys who will come in a group of, okay, here's the thing. I like to work out by myself. I put my headphones in and, and I just do my workout. I do my thing and that's it. That's all, um, you know, I, I don't really talk to people. I'm not there to socialize. Uh, I've done, I've done CrossFit. I like socializing there. If you, I'm sure if you like spin or like do yoga class, sure, that's great. Like go socialize. I'm sure that's very nice and fun. Um, because you're seeing those people, it's a little bit more structured, but if I'm going to a commercial gym, I don't want to talk to anybody. Okay. I want to get in, I want to do my workout and I want to leave. But I've noticed that there are these groups of guys who will come in and they come in. It's usually at least three of them. If you're going to work out with someone, one other person, one other person, you alternate reps, you alternate, you know, uh, exercises and that's it. You get in, you get out. These guys will have at least three in a group, sometimes four. I've seen five people just standing around the bench before, just like bench pressing. And then one guy goes and then they do a rotation. All five guys go, what are you doing? Are you, do you have four hours to just work out? I like 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes, do a little lifting, do a little cardio, get in, get out. That's my thing. Um, I got to come home. I got to watch Grey's Anatomy, okay? I don't have time to just sit in the gym and lift like that. So that is my one pet peeve. But other than that, 
it's a very nice gem. It's very clean. Uh, you know, I, you could lick the machines pretty much. That's how clean it is. They're very, very um, uh, particular with their sanitation, uh, especially during COVID. The one other thing that bothers me, though, I, I sound like a douche. I sound like a douche talking about this, but um, gym etiquette, I think everybody's familiar with gym etiquette. I think when you pick up a weight, you put it back. It is unbelievable. It blows my mind how people will just pick up weights and then leave them on the floor. Yesterday, I just started picking up weights around and putting them back on the racks, like plates. I was picking them up, putting them on the racks, uh, dumbbells. All the dumbbells are like mismatched also, which is very frustrating for me because you'll have like the top rack is supposed to be for lightweight and then medium weights. Like so top top rack is your, you know, 5, 10s, 15s, 20s, maybe up to like 25. Your medium, your middle rack is for like 30 to 50 and then your bottom rack closest to the floor is for like 60 to like 100 whatever the highest thing that that they can do that's that's what is there you'll have at this gym you'll have 100 pound dumbbells just on the top and not even together it'll just be like 100 pound dumbbell up here and then one in the middle down here and it'll be like 100 a 5 a 52.5 uh, a 37.2 they do all this decimal stuff. So you, you'll have to like sometimes, and it's a wicked long dumbbell rack. So you'll have to like get, grab one here. Say you're looking for the 25, you grab a 25 here and then you gotta, you gotta like walk all the way down and pick up the other 25. It's insane. Sometimes you can't even find matching weights. Other than all the negative things that I just said, this podcast is sponsored by LA Fitness of Long Island. It's a good place to go if you want to meet some friends, if you want to meet uh, groups of guys uh, between 18, 19, and 21 years old. Uh, a lot of them tend to socialize there, I've, I've noticed. Um, but it is a good place. It's, it's nice. Uh, I like spending my time there. 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes every day. That's it. And then I leave. Um, but I did see something today that I wanted to talk about on my way out of the gym, finished my workout, 45 minutes to an hour and 15. I'm on my way out of the gym and I see in the area where you sign up, where I had just been a couple weeks ago, chatting with the wonderful staff at LA fitness, chatting it up with them. I notice that it is a man and a woman. I believe they were in a couple. They looked like they were in a couple signing up for the gym together. What is that? What is that? Does anyone else think that that is an insane thing to do? Why are you signing up and then going to the gym with your significant other? First of all, the gym is for single people. The gym is for single people. The goal of going to the gym is to get into good enough shape so you can be happy with yourself and then get into a relationship. And then once you're in that relationship, you're done. Whoa. I mean, is that crazy? Maybe it's a little pessimistic of a view. I, I get that other people have other goals, but like, I mean, once you, once you are happy and you found the person that you want to spend time with, who are you working out for? Who are you working out for? Either... <laughs> You're, you're not trying to look good for that person. You want to keep looking good for that person. Maybe you're very, very 
a, a good person, you know, you're very um, thoughtful where you want to keep looking good, keep working out for that person. You want that person to continue to uh, appreciate the physical body of the person that they found and fell in love with. If that's the case, wow, kudos to you. Great, great on you. That's the first option. Number two is uh, you're not committed to that relationship. Whenever I see couples in the gym or someone who's in a relationship working out in the gym, my first question is, well, they're obviously working out because they think this relationship is going to eventually end. That might seem like a big jump, but like, are you going to keep, you're keeping, you're going to still work out just to impress the person? You already got that person. So you, what are you trying to do? Impress them more? You've already impressed them. You're done. You don't have to keep doing it. So my theory is that when you are working out and continuing to work out and continuing to stay in shape, you're not truly happy and you're waiting for something better. That might seem pessimistic, but I'm standing by it because think about this. Think about people in your life that you know who fluctuate with their, their weight. Whenever people gain weight, what is it? It's usually after someone has a baby, sometimes, you know, they'll gain weight. When someone gets into uh, a relationship, sometimes they'll put on weight. Uh, over the winter time, when it's, when it's kind of like warm and you stay inside and you eat soup and chili. And then uh, freshman year of college and college in general, people put on weight during those times. I'm sure there are other times, but that is when people put on weight. Why? Because those times are when you're the most happiest. It's, it's the happiest times of your life. Freshman year, yeah, you're too concerned with your happiness to, to go to the gym. You're so excited and happy to meet new people and drink and, and uh, hang out on campus that, yeah, why would you go to the gym? You've already reached peak happiness. How could it get better? You have a child, you have a baby. Yeah, you, people will say like, oh, I'm so tired or I gotta, you know, take care of the baby all the time. No, they're just happy. I can't imagine that. Like if I have a baby hanging out, sleeping on, on my shoulder while I'm on the couch, do I wanna put that baby down and then go to the gym? No, I'm happy. That baby doesn't care if I'm 300 pounds or, or 195, solid, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta get to that 195, 185 solid to find someone to have a baby with you. So that is the goal. You keep working out, but then when you when you get in that couple, I mean, the gym is for sad, lonely people. That's really what I'm trying to say. The gym is for sad, lonely people. If you're happy and in a relationship, go home because this is not your place. This place is for us and us entirely. So put your macrame and your crochet needles into your bag and go home and spend time with your loved ones. That is that is my hot take for couples in the gym. I just, I don't understand why, like, I don't know. Whenever I see a couple, I guess, you know, if you're like a fit couple and you want to keep doing that and some people like fall in love with actually working out, which is crazy. I like it. I like it. But if I had the type of physique that I didn't have to work out, I would not work out. 
I would never work out. I would never lift. I mean, frankly, that's what I did for the first 25 years of my life. I just did not work out. And that's why I'm in a position now where I always need to work out. And, you know, but here we are. I'm not complaining. Fucking Dilly Caff... <laughs> uh, Caloric Deficit Dylan. That's my nickname. That's what they call me around town. And I'm fine with it, frankly. Um, but that's my, I feel like I just talked about the gym for a real long time, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. Um, it is nice. It is weird that we're in a position in, in quarantine where, um, things are opening back up, but I'm still at a point where going to the gym is as, as negative as I just talked about. And, uh, as, as I, all the, all the slander that I just threw at the gym, uh, it still is in this quarantine uh, time and era where we don't really get to hang out and see people all the time as, as we did in 2019. Um, it is still the thing that I look forward to most in the day. Sometimes I go to bed and I'm like, I can't wait to go outside tomorrow and go to the gym. So that's really the position that I'm at. Um, I just, you got to go outside. You got to go outside. You got to get some fresh air. You can't be on your, I'm on my phone all the time. And that's a problem. That is a problem. I can't, I'm on my phone so much that I will, um, it's just, I hate it. I, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna, uh, do a, uh, I think I'm gonna do like a, I think I'm addicted. Definitely definitely addicted to my phone. I think I got to put it down and just for like a week, just not go near it because it's just always on me. It's always on me. I'm always looking at it. I'm always on social media, which is so negative and it's the worst place in the world. Um, but one thing I did, uh, I went into like a YouTube rabbit hole recently where, let me find the guy's name. I was, uh, you know, when you watch when you go on YouTube and you watch like one video of something, doesn't matter what it is, but you watch one video and then all of a sudden they, YouTube's like, hey, you watch this one video. So this is, we're just going to keep giving you all these videos. The way their algorithm works, that they just give you all this stuff. So let me see if I can find it. So um, there's this guy on YouTube. Um, where he is the worst YouTube hole to fall down because just moving out of New York city, I've been looking at, uh, apartments kind of in the city to move back in. Um, and for some reason, probably cause I've looked at, uh, apartments in the city, YouTube was like, Hey, are you into real estate? Cause let us show you these videos of these multi-million dollar apartments and homes in the richest parts of the country, meaning Los Angeles and New York City. I don't know why, but I watched one video and it was like, check out this $28 million penthouse apartment in New York City. And I watched that and it was the most depressing thing I've ever watched in my life. Not only that, I keep watching these videos every night thinking that it's going to get better. Um, I watched one video yesterday that was, uh, uh, what can $1 million buy you in New York City? Not a lot. Not a lot. I mean, the place, if you're spending a $1 million on an apartment, 
or on a home and you're on the fifth floor and it doesn't have an elevator, I mean, I think it's time to move to another city. I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go to Atlanta or Miami or Orlando or Chicago or somewhere or Austin where you don't have to pay a million dollars and then walk to the fifth floor of your rundown apartment building. A million dollars, no doorman and no elevator. What are you doing? I don't want to sound bougie, but if you're spending a million dollars on a place, you got to expect that you're going to have at least a door person and at least an elevator. You want to, I saw that and it was insane. Let me see if I can find this guy uh, and his name. Um, Multi-million dollar uh, NYC apartments. If it doesn't come up, I'm going to be. There it is. His name's Eric Conover. Conover? Conover? It's his thing. I guess he's a real estate guy and a YouTuber. And, uh, yeah, he just, he gives these tours of these multi-million dollar apartments. And this is his, like, his YouTube page. It's ready. It's New York City apartment tour, a $16 million luxury apartment uh, inside the $40 million largest apartment in New York City. New York uh, apartment, $2.3 million, $28.5 million. It, it is the amount of money that you would have to have to afford to live in a $28 million. These are billionaires. These are billionaires. And if you have that much money, why are you moving to New York City? Why are you not buying 10,000 acres in the middle of Montana or Idaho? You know, someplace close to civilization that you can bunker down and hunker down, create your bunker, a self-sustaining, uh, you know, whole essentially community. You got a bunch of houses there. All your friends and family can come when shit hits the fan. When it goes down, you have a place that you can escape to. Why would you spend $28 million to live on the 40th floor in New York City? I don't know. That's just me. If I had $40 million, I would maybe buy a $2 million. If I had enough money to... That's the other thing. I looked at some of these some of these apartments. It's like $40 million. What? It's massive. It's too big. I wouldn't even know what to do with an apartment that big. It's not like you can like, it's a house where you can put like a gym or a car in a garage. Like you don't have a garage in your apartment. I mean, maybe on the base floor, but like it's New York City. Who's driving? What kind of psycho is driving not only one, but multiple cars in the city? No. No, thank you. Uh, if I had that much money where I could afford a $50 million apartment, maybe I would have like a $2 million apartment on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. We're talking billionaire. If I had billions of dollars with a B, that's what I would do. One house on the East Coast, one house on the West Coast, and then I would have um, like very small. We're talking sm comparatively. This is coming from the guy who's like, mm, I don't know if I can afford $1,200 a month in rent. Um, but you know, a million dollars is small in my billionaire fantasy. Um, so that is also these apartments. It's so unnecessary when they go through the, uh, when they go through the, 
like why it's so much money they'll go through all like the very fine details of the place and they're like well <laughs> let me tell you this the uh inlaid flooring is uh decorated with gold leaf now the amount of gold that was used in this floor that you're going to step on with your dirty shoes and disgusting feet is valued at a combined total of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars it's like yeah no wonder this building this apartment costs 40 million dollars you're spending 400,000 on gold trimmings. Just get metal and paint it gold or even better, just go to Ikea, okay? It's better, it's fine for the 90% of us, 99% of us, go to Ikea or even Pottery Barn. Go to Pottery Barn and furnish your $40 million apartment, maybe only spend $35 million. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. Um, long story short, I just feel like I... Uh, went down into this rabbit hole and it's just <laughs> very depressing very depressing because you're seeing what's out there and you're like because eh. it's not only you're not only paying in new york city you're not only paying for the apartment that you're paying you're buying so you're buying this multi-million dollar home to live in a building in the middle of a city where rats outnumber people a hundred to one potentially um, I don't know if that number's right, but it has to be. 100 to 1, I feel like that's pretty. With rats and mice combined, that's pretty, I think, accurate. Um, you're not only paying, say, 20 million, even, we'll go low, 20 million for the actual apartment, but you have a monthly price. So even if you were to say 20 million up front, you have to pay in a lot of these luxury buildings, like a monthly service fee as well as your taxes. And taxes in New York are astronomical. I can't even imagine what it, it's probably on a $20 million apartment, it's probably $5,000, if not more, maybe $10,000 a month, maybe 15 in taxes. And then you're gonna have a, a building fee that might be, I don't know, uh, let's say generous, $5,000. So you maybe you're paying $20,000 in taxes a month and then $5,000 or $2,000. Uh, so anywhere between twenty dollars to $25,000 a month to live in the place that you own. Is that crazy? I just, I don't know. I'd much rather just be a little more humble, you know, humble living, minimalist living by a $1 million apartment, right? That's very reasonable. A $1 million apartment, one on each coast. Take the rest of your millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. Get a compound. Settle down. Lock down. Get ready for chaos. Self-sustaining. Solar panels. Seeds. Water. A generator. Multiple generators. That's the, the thing that you need to do. Um... <laughs> That got very conspiracy, uh, conspiracy and um, uh, end of times, Mad Max, I think. Um, you know what? And I think that might be, that's a very short episode, only 20 minutes. But I think that could be a good place to wrap it. Wrap it up. So I think that's all we're going to do tonight. Uh, thanks for coming by. Um, I'm going to do these every week. If not uh twice a week maybe so uh thanks for coming and uh you know stay tuned